Hey, Rope Droppers, we want to thank our amazing sponsor, the Rope Drop Queen herself, Michelle McKnight. She's an independent travel agent affiliated with MEI Travel and Mouse Fan Travel. We have used her on a number of vacations and can't speak highly enough of her services. If you are thinking about a Disney vacation, she's the one to talk to. Her services are completely free. Disney pays her after you travel. And she has a wealth of knowledge that has saved us a lot of time and money. So check her out on Facebook at Rope Drop Queen or email her at michelle.mcknight at mei-travel.com. Now, on to the show. Helping you navigate the Disney parks. With the hope that it will be a source of joy and inspiration to all the world. You're listening to Rope Drop Radio. Welcome to another Rope Drop Radio. Derek and Doug talking all things Disney. And Doug, welcome back from your magical vacation. You were there for, what, six days? Eight nights. Eight nights nights in the Magic Kingdom celebrating Thanksgiving and basketball. It looked like a lot of fun. If you haven't been following Doug on social media, he has definitely poured a wealth of pictures and information on Facebook and Twitter. So that is what we're going to talk about tonight, Doug, is your trip, which was amazing. I got to live vicariously through it, but we're going to dive into your rope drops, where you stayed, and everything in between. So Doug, how are you feeling? You just literally flew back. You just got off the airplane joining me for tonight's episode. You know, we got off the airplane today. It was pretty, you know, we flew out at like 10.55, so it was... I mean, that was almost late for leaving. We got to kind of almost sort of somewhat sleep in. But now uh, Magical Express picks you up four hours before your flight. So it made it still fairly early. And you got to check your bags in early for the airline check-in. So it's been a long day, Derek. I'm not going to lie. But I'm ready to talk. All right. Well, you look like you had a lot of fun. So let's start at the very beginning you headed down, uh, what day did you head down compared to what Thanksgiving was? We went down the Tuesday night before Thanksgiving. We let the kids go to school all day long, and we worked part of the day. And then we went down, we got in at about 11 p.m., our flight landed. We got two Art of Animation at about 1 a.m., and then we had a lady that did our check-in that felt like she needed to explain how everything worked at Walt Disney World down to everything our magic band did at 1 a.m. And we're like, lady, we know. Ma'am, we know. You can see all our reservations. Yep, we've been. Yep, we've stayed here before. This is our fourth time at Art of Animation. Oh, so you know? Yeah, can you just let us have Oh, my God. Longest check-in. Read the room, lady. Read the room. But we did finally get to our room. And it was the closest one to the lobby. Uh, We were in a Nemo suite, and it had a poolside window, which the first night wasn't bad. But every night after that, we could hear the movie. We could hear the pool. It was loud, very loud. All right. Well, you didn't just stay at one resort. You are a resort hopper. That's right, So you stayed at another resort that we're going to talk about more next week in a review. But where did you stay the second half of the trip? We went from... Yeah, Art of Animation to Animal Kingdom Lodge. We wanted to stay at the front of the alphabet. No, I'm joking. That's not how we picked them. But uh, we had never stayed at Animal Kingdom Lodge. Michelle had, but the family hasn't. It was really neat. We had a one-bedroom suite. We were in Jumbo House, uh, Savannah View. So got to watch some animals out our balcony. It was pretty cool. And a beautiful resort. If you've never been there to just look around, you should. And we'll go into detail on that. It was decorated for the holidays, and they had Christmas music and Swahili playing. So I'm pretty sure I know how to sing Silent Night in Swahili now. 
Well, but I won't. We are going but to I... test you next week oh, because we'll talk practice. all about Animal Kingdom Lodge in next week's episode. So a little spoilers here mm-hmm. tonight, but looking forward to hearing more about that resort that has been on my bucket list for a while. Yeah, we but, spent five nights there. So first three at Art of Animation, five nights at Animal Kingdom. Well, that is going to be an amazing show next week. So make sure you tune into that one for sure. But let's dive into your trip. This is Rope Drop Radio. And so my favorite question that I ask you, I know because I text you like crazy, but what about our listeners? Where did you rope drop when you were at the parks? Well, we rope dropped everywhere, Derek. But, I know uh, you did. In fact, our, you did a double rope drop. Did some of our listeners drop. might not know what that is. We, uh, we did a double rope drop, but we started at Hollywood Studios. That was our very first rope drop. We did that with friends that were on the last day of their trip, first day of our trip, which is an odd combination of energy levels. So that was fun. And uh, then the double rope drop, so that came at Animal Kingdom. Now, what's happening at Animal Kingdom lately is, say the park opens at 9. Well, they're really opening Pandora around 8.30, 8.40, and one morning we rope dropped Navi River Journey and we were on the ride and off the ride and back over to the rope to go to Everest by 8.45. So we had already done one of the major attractions. I'm using air quotes around major though um, for that park. And we were back on the rope. Yeah, totally, totally air quotes around major. If you haven't been on it, go on it. And then you're probably good. But uh, we were over at that second rope. We were on the rope for Everest. And the kids and Michelle were among – I think they were on the second car for Everest just because they didn't run to it. So we rope dropped. We were in the second boat on Navi River Journey. And then we were on the second train for Everest. So that's that's a double rope drop. That's what that term is. That doesn't you can't really do that very often. Sometimes you can do that. We kind of did it at the Magic Kingdom where we had extra magic hours. You rope drop Space Mountain or the Mine Train, and then you get on the rope for when they open Frontierland, and you rope drop Thunder Mountain. So that's what a double rope drop is because extra magic hours at Magic Kingdom, they don't open everything. So that's how you can do one regularly. So there you go. Double rope drop. Mission accomplished. That's pretty impressive. That's a feat that I have never been able to do. So yeah. hopefully I, sometime. I will say Epcot right now has the best rope drop. Um, no one gets any elbows. It's kind of a nice, fast-paced, leisurely walk to Sworn or Test Track because you have space. And they entertain you with the janitors. Yeah, the janitors. I love it's those It's awesome. Everywhere else you just stand there and get like crowded in and grumpy. So I... I don't know why the other three parks can't do that. The Magic Kingdoms has just like gone downhill since they don't do the train station show anymore. Uh, but Epcot with the Jammeters, the Claire and Alden. So the Jammeters had a thing where they're doing like a little rip with the drums, and then the crowd was yelling "Hey," you know, like in the middle or "Huh." They're, the crowd had to yell "Huh." So like randomly for the next five days, all of a sudden Alden would like pound on his legs and go "Huh." Just random. Like, people look That's at it. That's what him. kids do. Yeah, so, Jammeters, thank you very much for those random noises. Like, in the airport today, when we're boarding a plane, he just randomly went, huh, nice and loud. No one knows why, except us. 
All right. Well, uh, is there any rides and attractions? I know your kids got to do a couple. Uh, I know Pandora for the first time. Mm-hmm. Uh, anything that stood out to you? I know we kind of dive into attractions quite a bit on this show, but especially for, I know, Claire being a little bit younger. Yeah. Uh, anything that she really loved that you might recommend for a younger audience? Well, Claire is eight. And uh, let's see. So Claire, Michelle, and Samantha, it was all three of their first times at Pandora, they all loved Flight of Passage. They absolutely loved it. They all thought it was amazing. Claire ended up getting some Navi ears to wear, the headband with ears. So she's full on into that. Watch the movie on the way there for the first time. Watch the movie on the way home for the second time. So she loved it. She's seen it more than I have. (laughs) Once and I was good. She's seen it two more times than Michelle has or Samantha has. But they loved the ride. Two of them hadn't even seen it, and they thought it was great. Now, River Journey, the impression from all three of them was kind of like, well, that's a ride. Yeah, okay. Well, we don't have to do that again. Yep, check off the list. uh, Done. And Really great animatronic at the end. The end is like the last... 35 45 seconds you start to like see the navi on the screens and stuff's happening and it's like the ride's finally getting going the first minute and a half you're like okay something's getting what's around there's this no corner? story there's what's no around this anything that keeps me entertained uh, they're trying too hard to i think to make it fit animal kingdom with the nature mm, theme. that makes sense i yep. think that's what they were doing and it just you flip the ride around, and I think it's more interesting. I don't know. But, yeah, everybody had the same opinion. That was also Alden's first time on the ride because we didn't get to it on his birthday trip uh, because I did not see the point of squeezing that in. And, yeah, they were all like, okay, we're done. On to Everest. So that's kind of how that rated. Let's see. Um, We'll get to some of the other firsts for Claire that time, but... You know, she's an eight-year-old that's been going on Everest and Rock and Roller Coaster and all those forever and ever, and she still loves all of them. There's really no attractions that they don't like at the ages they are right now of 12, 10, and 8. They're kind of right in Those that. are perfect ages to go. Yeah. And for our listeners that might not know, Doug, Michelle, and his whole family are AP, annual pass holders, so... They pretty much can hop around the park all they want, all year round, while they still have membership. So you got to do a lot of hopping. It's not just one park. No, you're going from Animal Kingdom to Magic Kingdom. You might uh, start someplace in the morning and finish with a dinner party in the afternoon. So let's talk a little bit about the hopping that you did, because I know you did something pretty crazy, all four parks in one day. We're going to do a whole show on that coming up uh, Mm -hmm. in in about a month. But, uh, yeah, that's pretty cool to be able to say you did all four parks in one day. Yeah, we did. I think this is the third time we have done it with the kids where we've done four parks one day. We started at 8 a.m. regular opening at the Magic Kingdom, used our Fast Passes, ate lunch at Columbia Harbor House, then hopped on over to Hollywood Studios where we used – Another fast pass that Michelle picked up for well, she picked up the fast pass for Rock and Roller Coaster, but it went down, so we ended up using it for Toy Story. But they snuck in a ride on 
uh, Star Tours. Then we did standby for Toy Story for about 30 minutes. And this was the Tuesday after Thanksgiving. The crowds on Thanksgiving are bananas. The crowds on Black Friday are double bananas. Saturday after Thanksgiving, it's eh, bananas. The Sunday, it's like, oh, just half a banana. And then, like, Monday is there's no banana on the scale. It's it's awesome. And then Tuesday was even better. So the pretty low crowd, uh, below average. So that helped to get those That makes up fast for those days. crazy banana days you were yeah. involved in. We, that's kind of why we planned our trip the way we did. We went down right before Thanksgiving and then stayed a little after. Um, but then we even had a break at our hotel for about an hour, hour and a half, where we uh, – Watch some giraffes wander around outside our window. Spoilers we, for next week's episode, Doug. Yeah, I know, right? And then uh, we went into Animal Kingdom. Uh, we we well, every park we went to, we had to meet a character. We had to go on an attraction. We had to take a picture with the icon. That was kind of Michelle makes up rules. I don't know who's enforcing these rules other than her. But so we met Pocahontas because she was the only character still meeting. We almost missed our chance to meet any characters at Animal Kingdom because they all stop at like five. It's insane. They added Rivers of Light to keep people there all day, but they haven't adjusted the character schedule to match Rivers of Light at all. I would like to point that out to operations if they're listening. Which um, I'm so sure met- they are. Oh, positive. Yep. Yeah, definitely. Um, and a Pocahontas. bummer because that's the only place you can meet Mickey and Minnie at the same time. Yeah. You and think they, that would be all through the closing of the park. Well, it closes. But why not? I mean – Seriously, they they're done. Everything's done except Pocahontas, which is the oddest one to go late. Like Blue and Louie are the second latest. They they close a half hour before Pocahontas, and then everything else is done a half hour before them. And so we got in there. We met Pocahontas first. Got our picture with the icon. Uh, went on a Triceratops spin, so that I would go on a ride. And the kids did Primeval World, and they did Everest, and I want to say they used a Fast Pass at Everest, actually. No, no, they just did Standby on Everest. It was only like five minutes. They basically walked on. And then we ran over to Pizza Safari. Then we hopped to Epcot, met Anna and Elsa, got our picture, and went on Soren for our ride there. So all four parks, tired of talking about it. It was tiring. Still tired. My feet were so sore. Then we took a minivan home. That's a whole nother topic. That is another one that we need to dive into probably another day because I really am minivans. curious about the minivans. It was, yeah, it, the minivans worked out well. We we'll used add a that lot. into uh, next week's episode. How about there that? There we go. It fits with the Animal Kingdom topic, Ooh, actually. I like it. Yeah, it really right. does. So if you're listening to this uh, pre-recorded, jump to next week's episode after you finish this one, of course. And download yeah. that. But let's jump into dining because I know, Doug, you love to eat. You were there over Thanksgiving. Keeps you alive, Derek. You got to eat to stay alive. You were there over Thanksgiving. So I want to make sure, did you eat traditional Thanksgiving fare while you were at Disney World? We did. We booked Whispering Canyon for uh, lunch on Thanksgiving. And they have a traditional platter of Thanksgiving turkey, stuffing, gravy, uh, sweet potatoes, everything, cranberry sauce, green beans, no green bean casserole. That's about it. That's oh, and thing. that's my favorite yeah. dish. We talked and, about that uh, last week. Then they have a pumpkin pie type of dessert. So, yeah, it was very traditional. I ate a lot of turkey 
They also had ham on the platter and mac and cheese. And everybody else ate those. I ate, like, all the turkey, which was a mistake. Because the rest of the day, I just wanted to take a nap. Oh, that tryptophan in you. Oh, boy. Yeah. So, yeah, it was a lot of turkey. But it was really good. I have never been to Whispering Canyon. Michelle has without me. She's just like that. She goes and has fun without me. So I wanted to go there. Because we had no fun at our rope drop trip without her. Not enough to rub in, Derek. Not enough. We got to work with that. Yeah. So I need to go back to have the regular food still. So it's kind of funny. I've been there, but I feel like I haven't. And other food we uh, ate at Ohana, which we've just—I think we've done a whole show on it. Basically, if you add it all together, we ate there with friends. They really enjoyed it. They thought it was great. Uh, which I'm always worried when you take—I build it up so much that I worry we're going to take somebody to Ohana and they're going to be like, "This is garbage. What are you talking about?" I think Ohana should start comping us meals for how much we talk about it on this show. I really think they should. Some sort of punch card. Um, we also had a lunch at Sci-Fi, which was, you know, exactly what you expect, kind of burgers and fries and whatnot while watching 1950s stuff. And we did Rose and Crown, which I had never eaten at, which was really good. But we did something a little different, Derek. We did the Candlelight Processional Package. So the Candlelight Processional Package is like a fixed price. You get a appetizer, entree, and a dessert, which is a lot of food. And it's a fixed price, so rather than ordering the fish and chips like I would have if I was paying out of pocket, I had the steak and fish, which was a whole lot of meat, Derek. I I had to waddle around World Showcase after that meal. And the kids had a good meal. I had a good meal. Michelle, had, it was great. We were all stuffed. It took a long time because it was three courses. And then the candlelight processional did Get off the food topic. Those were all our sits down. Now let's let's jump to the evening entertainment. So I'm glad we booked the candlelight processional dinner package because like three fourths of that place fills up with the dinner package. And so they tell you to we were the five o'clock show, and our waitress said show up definitely by four thirty. So we booked the candlelight processional thing so that we don't have to go early. And here she's like, go by four thirty. We're like okay and. We'd read some things that said go earlier, so we knew that. The line for standby was already formed when we walked past at like 2, 2 o'clock for the 5 o'clock show. And it was – I don't know that all those people in line at 2 got in. And our candlelight processional narrator was not Whoopi Goldberg, not Neil Patrick Harris, not – it was Matt Bomber. Bomber. I don't even know how to say his name right. He was in Magic Mike. You can see why I don't know. So who isn't I know. he in a – he's on a show on USA. Yeah, and suits. White collar. Yeah, suits. Or suits? Right? Is that it? Yeah, I don't – see, I don't even know. I know him from Chuck. He played the bad guy in Chuck way back a little ways. So I just saw – I'm Bryce concerned that you there. know him from Magic Mike. I don't. That's – they announced all the stuff he was in. It's okay. You can admit it, crowd. Dad. No, the crowd, it was mostly women there. And, you know, little che- they said something. They didn't even say Chuck. They didn't even say the thing I know him from. But they said all the other stuff. And when they said Magic Mike, the pitch of the screams was alarming, just frightening. And I'm looking around. I'm like, oh, God. What is-? And, and, of course, the kids are like, 
What's magic so he's, Mike? Who's Mike? Who what, does he do tricks? I'm like, yep, yep, some sort of trick. Yep. So that was awkward. And then he's up there reading the story of baby Jesus to us. But the show itself is awesome. It's a full symphony. Uh, they have herald trumpets, which I think I tweeted this on my personal account was that every symphony needs herald trumpets. For those that don't know, I am a trumpet player. So adding herald trumpets to a symphony was like the best thing ever because they're loud. And you can, yeah, they're just loud. It's a lot of trumpet. When you're playing Joy to the World, that's the way it's meant to be a lot of trumpet. I just you love know. how you're geeking out over the trumpets. That's that's what I yeah I'm I'm a trumpet player and Samantha is started band this year in sixth grade and she picked the trumpet which thankfully she picked because we own four of them Michelle's also a trumpet player so you know it's neat to point you out can't to be her, a McKnight without being a trumpet player well I'm sure Claire will break that trend I don't know that's what all the three child's for yeah that's why you have three just to mess up the perfect little thing you have going there to be the oddball but. Yeah, it, it was great. A great show, great choirs. Um, some high school choirs try out for it, so it was neat to see high school kids getting a chance to perform on that type of stage, that type of atmosphere, because I had a few opportunities to perform in high school, either band or choir and that sort of stuff, and it's neat to be behind the scenes and go out and perform under the bright lights. So it's a big opportunity for those kids, and it's neat to watch them perform. And only four of them fainted, so that was good, I guess. Watching them get taken off the stage, and I know what you know. They warn you before those things when you're in high school, like don't keep your knees bent, this, don't do that, don't do this. It's gonna be hot. You're gonna be on the, don't do that. And then to see four of them go down, like I know the speech they got before because I've been that kid when I was in high school, so. And Michelle and I also played in college at in Nebraska, the marching band. So we're big band nerds. So it was a neat show for us. I think you'd enjoy it even if you're not a band nerd. All right. Well, I would love to see that with you next time as you geek out over that. That would be just as much fun for me. <laughs> but let's keep talking about different shows that you saw because you also did a dessert package over did. at the Magic Kingdom, which I know you're very thankful to do. Yeah, and so one of the reasons we decided it would be worth the money to do a dessert party 60, is $60 a pop? Something in that neighborhood for adults. Yeah, kids are cheaper. But it was Black Friday, and when I described the crowds earlier, you know, Black Friday is crazy, crazy busy, especially for the evening entertainment. Tons of people. So we thought the investment for space and our time was more valued than paying for a dessert party, say, in, like, mid-February, right? You get more bang for your buck because of the crowds. And I think that held true. Just walking through the crowds, getting to the dessert party was pretty crazy. So, And the desserts were good. Great spread. Um, I mean, anything from ice cream sundaes to all kinds of weird little desserts that was a great description makes you want them doesn't yeah it? wow i'm i can't yeah. wait to eat those there's maybe I have a some cookie really in there pictures. there's some cookies was there champagne you texted there me a was picture. it was not champagne because we're in the magic kingdom oh yeah there's no alcohol all, at the magic kingdom except if you pay a lot of money for it in a sit-down restaurant but it was cider sparkling cider so the kids got it and they, none of them liked it and claire's like it was like pins and needles in your mouth because of the 
the sparkliness. I don't know. But of course, I took the opportunity to say, and that's what alcohol does. It's like pins and needles. And they and will never drink. Never drink it. Yeah, so I, I did. And the, the weirdest thing I saw, I know, weirdest thing I saw that night is we're sitting there. We uh, had a pretty good table. We got in line. So it said 845. We were in already eating our desserts at 815. We got in line at 8. Um, so there's a tip. Go early because if you showed up at 845, you had the back table and the stuff's already picked over. So, Grant, they replenished it. They didn't leave it picked over. But there's a kid, like, he's probably two and a half, three, a pretty good size. I don't know how old, maybe uh, three-ish. We'll go three. But he's sitting in his stroller, sipping out of this champagne flute, getting pushed around. It was the weirdest thing for my brain to look at, to see a kid in a stroller, and his right hand, the champagne flute, left hand, a pacifier. So between sips of the <laughs> champagne flute, which was sparkling cider, he's putting the pacifier in and sucking on, that pops that out, takes, oh my gosh, my this brain. This cooler than you. It. Like, first of all, yeah, I can't even drink it because it's pins and needle-y. And, uh, you know, my kids are like, what is this? And here's this kid, like, lean back in the stroller. It's like, mm-hmm, yep, uh-huh. And then he's sucking on his pacifier, and he's got his fingers on it, almost like a cigarette. And he's just going, I was like, oh, my, my brain can't handle this image. It's and, like a ah. baby from Roger Rabbit. Yeah, it hurt. It hurt my head to go, how is that kid drinking? What is he drinking? Oh, and then it's it's cider. It is apple juice. It's just sparkling apple juice. Remember, Doug, it's apple juice. That two-year-old is not getting drunk. And then you're thinking, that is rotting his teeth. Oh, you know, I didn't even get there because it was a dessert spread, so that ship had sailed. Um, the only complaint about the dessert part, because, I mean, they had chocolate-covered strawberries were probably the big-ticket item if you're wanting to get your $60 worth of desserts. Oh, I could do yeah. that no problem. Because yeah. those are regularly $4 in yeah. the park. Yeah, so you just pile those up. 12 of but those, they, done. Lots of little, like, like you know, a s'mores dessert. There was a strawberry tart. There was a pineapple thing. Just about whatever you want. Um, and cheese cubes. No crackers to go with the cheese. Don't know why. And lots of different drinks. Um, fruit juices and water and then they had you know it was chilly that night we were most of us were in jackets and they had we thought hot chocolate no it was just hot water and then the powder you had to mix it yourself oh, boo, yeah Disney. Like, Come i on. paid 60 dollars to mix hot chocolate no it was things. probably generic it probably wasn't even swiss miss uh it's whatever whatever the sponsor is at the moment i think it's Nestle, yeah, I'm sure it's a Nestle product, but yeah, that was the worst part. And then, so we were in the garden viewing, garden view dessert party. So you go there, you eat at Tomorrowland Terrace, like the back half, and then you have to leave and go into the garden viewing area, like the green space out on the hub. And they check your wristband that you get when you check in for the dessert party, and then you find a spot. And we left, we saw first couple tables leave, and they were like, all right, kids, shove it in your mouth, let's go. And we went and held our spot in there. But holding your spot in this viewing area is really easy. Nobody, like, jumps on top of you. Granted, when they started, like, somebody shoved their kid next to Claire. Still, like, really? Like, you can go 10 feet back and see over us because it was fairly, I mean, it's only, like, a quarter full. So there is lots of room. And you guys aren't very tall. No, it's not like 
there's times where I know people are mad about their kids standing behind me. And I look back and like, dude, your kid is taller than me. Your 12 year old is taller than me. Quit whining. I, I am an adult that is shorter. Just let me have this. This is the one time I can be a, yeah, but it's okay. Cause you look over uh, me. Just barely Derek. Just, just barely. Uh, the, so the dessert party, good return on the value. We enjoyed it. Lots of dessert. I had to kind of, when we got over to the viewing area, I sat there against the fence, kind of like a, I don't know, felt kind of like Baymax with low batteries, just kind of like, while well, I digested, but it did all die. I was okay. I survived. Good. Well, it was uh, first viewing for Claire. Is it Claire yes. and Sam or just Claire? Claire. Claire. Sam saw it when actually Jordan Fisher sang oh, the yeah, song. Oh, yeah. I remember that. Yep. So. Don't shed a tear for her. She saw it live in concert the first weekend it was open. But what did the um, eight-year-old think? So she kept turning around every time a new movie, like images were coming onto the castle. Like, that's Moana. That's Lion King. That's Aladdin, Dad. She she informed me of every character. And it was funny. She knew them all. So And then when Hunchback came on, Hunchback has a little too big of spot in it. I mean, we sing a song. He rings bells for about 30 seconds, which is a lot Spoilers, of real estate. Doug, come on. Well, you know, a lot of real estate for the show, really, considering how many IPs they work in. And she turns back and she goes, this is the movie I don't like. I do not like Hunchback. I don't want to watch it again. Then she turns back around. It's still on, Dad. Why is he still there? Dad, did, did she, she go did away? Did she talk through the whole the thing? Show? Yes, it was oh, super obnoxious. No, yep. Fortunately, she was next to the only person else that could hear her was the kid that like crammed in next to her. So and I really he regretted didn't care. that decision. Yeah, I, you know, he was. Half the time when kids like put kids on their or parents put kids on their shoulder or shove them into the space, they don't care. They don't they don't they don't even know what they're watching. So parents think about your kids. Do they actually sit and watch stuff at home? Like do they have an attention span to sit through this? If not, then don't shove them in there because this kid did not. He kept turning around, wandering back, and the mom kept pushing him back in there. And Claire was too busy telling me who was on the castle. It's like, okay, Claire. Yep, we see him. We see him. All right, well, so that was it. She loved it. Well, and you also got to see a couple of holiday shows that are unique for this time of year. Of course, the new Tower of Terror lights. Yeah, I don't uh, even know what it's called. It's got a fancy holiday name that really doesn't matter because once it gets dark, they start it and it goes all night long. And it's four different things projected onto the Tower of Terror and they use two screens along Hollywood uh, Sunset Boulevard. And it's neat. It's a good distraction. It's about 15 minutes of your your night, and then you're done. It's, it is not something that you can stand there and watch for an hour and just pick. It, you could pick up new little things, especially from the Toy Story one, probably. The Mickey and Minnie set is pretty boring. Um, it's all right. We watched it. The soundtrack's obnoxious because we had a snack after we watched it at, at Sweet Spells and we could still hear it. And we're like, make it stop. Make it stop. We felt bad for all the cast members that have to listen to that from sundown until park close. I think about that sometimes. Have to listen to the same songs over and over. Surprised they don't just go insane. But the, I, the, the other yeah. show you got to see again was Jingle, Jingle Bam. Jingle Bell, Jingle Bam. Jingle Bell, Jingle Bam. Bam! I just watched yeah. Prep and Landing a couple days so, ago. 
Yeah, they added some more pyro over last year, which is good, because last year they called it a fireworks show, and it was like, here's some Roman candles, kids, and that was it. So they did add more fireworks. I don't know that it helped the story of the show. Um, We debated as to whether we're going to really watch it or not. We did not fight for a good spot, because we kind of came late that night from other, from, we had a basketball game, and then went back to the room. And then went there. So we weren't there real early. So we saw it from a, it, yeah. I, we heard people on the bus talk about how it's the best show at Disney World. And Samantha has no internal monologue. I barely do. But I know sometimes I can keep it. Samantha's like, well, then evidently they haven't seen Happily Ever After. And it's like. Dude, the guy had to hear you say that, Samantha. Like, unless he is deaf, which maybe his favorite show was Jingle Bell, Jingle Bam. So <laughs> maybe, maybe, I don't know. It's right, good. Right you to free speech, right to your own opinion. Uh, yep. so. Some people but, are just yeah. weird. Yeah, they they liked it. So I know there's an audience for it. It's very festive, very festive. All right, well, the whole reason that you actually went down there was not to do Disney World. Which might, uh, some of our listeners are like, wait, what? He was there yeah. for eight nights. No, you went down there for a basketball tournament with the University of Nebraska, your alma mater, my alma mater. And uh, you got to have some fun watching some games and stuff. We won't dive into the games or anything, yeah. but uh, we'll break real down quick, the first half of. No, no real, real quick, though, because people don't realize that you can, you know, bookend trips to Walt Disney World and do parks and stuff while you go down there. Uh, so you're going down there for a sporting event. And and I've had other friends. I know we've had listeners on this show. It's like, uh, should I try to, you know, get a trip? Of course you should try to bookend at least one day at the Magic Kingdom or try to do all four parks in one day uh, like you guys did. But what was it like going from your resort to where you were going? I don't even know what center they were at. It was so. The uh, this Advocare? was Avocare Invitational was the name of the tournament. It's a Division One basketball tournament. I mean, Missouri, West Virginia, Nebraska, um, St. John's. There's eight teams there. We played Central Florida in the first game. They were the host. There's always one team from their conference. It's it's a big time tournament, and it's nationally televised. You could see us on TV. On we were I on ESPN. I must have just missed you. Oh, we were in the third row. Right. That's the neat thing is there's no one there, and it was basically us and like the ten other fans, and then all the players' families. So we got to know some of the players' families. This was a merger of our two favorite things: Disney and Nebraska basketball. And Nebraska basketball is not like the best basketball. We're the weird people that are fans of it, so we're kind of odd to begin with. So it was a lot of fun for us. We saw that was when it was announced. We're like, well, we have to go. We have to. So it was at the ESPN Wide World of Sports in the HP Pavilion. We bought our tickets through the ESPN box office. Um, it was neat. We had getting to ESPN. ESPN Zone is a whole topic for another day. It, it's soccer was constant there. They were having a girls tournament, the girls showcase tournament. So there was like college scouts, professional scouts, teams from Europe, teams from all over the U.S. Soccer was bananas. And then random baseball games going on. It was It's just craziness at the ESPN place constantly. 
And the only thing I'd ever been there for was a race weekend. And that is just the tip of the iceberg we learned. We learned a whole lot. But that was neat. It was a lot of fun. And Alden got to be um, a little bit of halftime entertainment one game, the first game. And so at a lot of basketball games, if, if you go to many basketball games, they have to entertain you, right? So they do the thing where the basketball doesn't. Well, it's halftime, right? So they have like they get two little kids and have them race, and they got to put on like they get the biggest player on the teams like jersey, shorts, and shirts or shoes, a shirt, shorts, and shoes. And they have to put on the shirt, run a little ways, put on the shorts, run a little ways, put the shoes on, run a little ways, pick up a basketball, and make a layup, right? So. Alden gets picked to do that. He's all excited. He's going against another kid, like a girl from Nebraska. So they picked both out of the Nebraska. Like there was only like, I don't know, 200 people in the place and maybe only five kids. So they didn't have many choices. So he's down there. He's all ready to go. And he gets to the jersey and he goes to put it on. And he's like head stuck in it. And then he tries something else. He's like stuck in the jersey. Then he can't even get it off. So he never got past the jersey stage. He never got to the shorts or the oversized shoes. And, you know, we warned him, your shorts are going to fall down when you shoot the layup. And that's what people laugh at. You are the entertainment. You are the clown. But he was so much the clown, he never got the shirt on. Because it was a reversal jersey where the shirt had come apart at the bottom. So he had his head in between the layers. Oh, my gosh. To where there was no hope for the boy. He was never... And then when he took it off, like, the shirts were going, like, two different directions where there was, like, four armholes and no head hole. He was... Then he's trying to get his arm and head in a sleeve hole and then ran out of time. And then the... Yeah, it was... Poor kid. He's going to have a complex. I was going to say, he's gonna be, this could be scarred for life. Oh, his sisters made fun of him every time, like, he put on a shirt the rest of the trip. Um, yeah, it was... It was not good, but it was where people started out laughing and then they're like, Ooh, uh, mm, awkward. Yeah. So, and then we sat with the same people the next two games. So they, they were nice to him about it. Nobody made fun of him except his sisters. So, you know, that was, that was the excitement of the basketball games other than the basketball games themselves and be getting a bunch of text messages of like, Hey, you're on TV or, hey, you should find a hat with eyes on the top to put on Claire so it looks like she's watching instead of just staring at her iPad. Because Claire just sat there and stared at her iPad. She could care less. So, But there she was, right behind the bench, staring down. So, yeah, it was you, fun. You guys are the awesome parents that drag them along with you. Forced into basketball. She watched when she had popcorn. But you can only buy her so much popcorn and not go broke. They're they're there for Disney. It's you know they oh yeah they endured the basketball yeah. so they could uh, have fun at the parks. And it, it sounds it like worked, you guys did have a lot of fun. We were plenty of Disney in before, after, and around uh, the basketball, and it was fun meeting the other fans that were doing the same thing. Not nearly to the level, I will say, but they were doing the same thing. All right. Well, it sounds like you had an amazing trip. Was there anything else that stood out to you before we kind of wrap it up? No. I mean, we had some great snacks. I we did eat waffles one night at uh, at Sleepy Hollow. That was good. How long was that line? It was not bad when we got in it, and we were in the middle. It was the off day from the basketball tournament, so 
it was we were between a bunch of basketball players that we had been watching all week from the other teams. So that was a little weird. It's like I think I booed this guy yesterday, so I'm just gonna. And stare. now you're looking up now, to him literally he's like today. Six foot nine. I'm like, yeah, uh huh, okay, do do do. So we had waffles. Michelle, not a big fan of the Pandora food. Not real surprised by that. Alden still loves the burger pods. He claims they're the best thing, yet he doesn't finish them. So go figure, kids. But uh, I didn't have a Dole Whip, Derek. Good. I'm Eight glad. nights, no Dole Whip. It was painful. Oh, no Dole Whip. No, no Dole oh, Whip. No, oh. Did not. No Dole Whip, no People Mover, no Figment. So even with an eight-night trip, some of our staples, we still didn't get in there. The first few days, though, were so busy, we didn't get a lot accomplished at the parks. And we had three basketball games mixed in there, too. But still, you would think Figment and People Mover are not very hard to do. You got to work on your strategy on your planning. We'll we'll make up Total for it when we uh, when we go on our next rope drop trip. We will rope drop the people mover there. Yes, that's a great plan. That is the perfect idea. No one will see it coming. And then go right over the Swiss Family Robinson treehouse. Oh, that sounds nope. That's a terrible idea. Okay, yeah, I, don't do that. Yeah, anybody sure. listening, don't do that. They're like, and they turned off the podcast because of our terrible advice. No, but uh. <laughs> It was. It sounds like you had a great time. I know throughout this week you're going to be posting some more pictures, both on Facebook and Twitter, of all the uh, cool things that you did. And uh, hopefully, um, if there's any questions you might have about Doug's trip, please ask us. We'd love to talk to you about it, or actually Doug will, because he was there. But my one question, Doug, we haven't got to, was construction. Anything neat, Star Wars or Toy Story, did you see? You. Can't see anything with Toy Story really that's different. Um, with Star Wars, you can see the framework for rock work from Pixar Place. That is exciting, I think. You can't see any rock work, but that's all you can see. That's about it. My pictures of construction were a little underwhelming. So. Uh, it's all right. In in due time, all the construction will come to a completion. We'll get to see what everything has happened, and I can't wait for that. Is going to be a trip report to remember Toy yeah, Story is. and then Star Wars. So, if you are looking to do a Disney vacation, we highly recommend using the Rope Drop Queen and Trumpet Player Michelle McKnight. <laughs> she can help you plan everything, and her services are completely free. You can find her email directly in the show notes. And of course, please follow us on Facebook and Twitter, Rope Drop Radio. We love to interact with all of you, and we'll be bringing some more people onto the show here in 2018 and doug next week we'll be talking more about your stay at the animal kingdom lodge so looks like you had a great time can't wait to hear about all the animals that were right outside your window and let me ask one question before we wrap up did you try the restaurant there i'm, I'm spacing on the name at the moment mara there's there's several there's boma there's Jico, there's mara we ate at mara a couple times that's the quick service i've eaten at boma before though all right well i'm excited to hear all about all the dining at animal kingdom lodge because i heard it's really unique so -hmm. that will be all next week so be tuned in and make sure you download that episode but for right now we are all out of time so for doug mcknight thank you i'm glad you're back safe and sound by the way 
uh, with me, even though you just flew in a couple hours ago. Thank you for making this a priority. Wow. You know, I don't have a newborn or anything, no, so it's and, not and that so, big a deal. So both of us need to go to bed pretty yep. quick. So, uh, so thank you again for listening. I'm Derek Sassman. This has been Rope Drop Radio.